Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. There's always a new word to learn, and today's is fubbing. And almost certainly you've encountered it. It's when, for instance, you're with a group of people or one on one, and they start looking at their phone, hence the word snubbing someone in favour of a phone. Paula Cocosa is a Guardian journalist and the author of the novel Speak to Me, which kind of deals with this issue. Good afternoon, Paula. Good afternoon. Now, even though I described it as a kind of a new word, it's been around for more than 10 years, as I understand. That's right. It it was coined in 2012, actually part of a marketing campaign for a dictionary. Um, But I think it's interesting that it's getting traction now because maybe we're kind of ready to think about it. Maybe it wasn't enough of a problem back then for us to really worry. Yeah, yeah. And and is, is there any way of quantifying how much of a problem it might be now? Well, there's so much research being done into fubbing at the moment. Um, If you look at various scientific journals, there are new reports every month. Um, It's in the news at the moment because researchers in Turkey have kind of um, have surveyed 712 couples and asked them to report on their fubbing and on their marital satisfaction. And they found that the more fubbing people report, the lower their um, satisfaction from their relationship. So, I guess it's it's kind of it's a variable, isn't it? It's hard, it's going to be different for everyone, but there does seem to be a sense that it is more of a problem now. And is there other, uh, you know, uh, more likely situations where somebody might just, without thinking about it, pick up their phone uh, when they should be paying oh, attention? Gosh. Well, I mean, I when I was writing my novel, I talked to so many people about the fubbing. I didn't really call it that, <laughs> but the incidents of snubbing with phone that really bothered them. And, you know, it ranged from being at a dinner table and even the phone being on the table and not being used, just the sight of it yeah. felt like a kind of a portal to a possible future snub. Um, to people in playgrounds who were fubbing their children and felt bad about it, um, um, couples where one partner kind of wakes up in the morning and before saying anything to their partner reaches for the phone to check maybe their notifications or or something, the weather, I don't know. Um, so I think there are loads of scenarios um, and, and we probably all do it. Having sex? Yes. that I mean, there are plenty of forums where people bemoan just that. And I actually, I started my novel with a sex scene where the phone vibrates on the bedside table and the guy kind of pauses and thinks about what to do. Um, I, I, I think of that as the ultimate fubbing crime. Um, <laughs> well, it's not a confidence booster, is it? I mean, <laughs> it's not going to make anyone feel good, but... I think that the thing is, that would be taboo for most of us now still, I think. But I don't think there are that many situations where you might use a phone that still feel taboo. Like I think about the bathroom. It would have been such a no-no to take your phone into the bathroom. And Mm. now, you know, which of us can honestly say that we've never done that? It's true. And apparently, because I'm sure I've read that, like, when they've, you know, they've done swabs on phones, that, you know, there's all sorts of really disgusting stuff on your phone. (laughs) For that very reason. It's got to be. But I guess it's kind of more hygienic than reading a magazine in there and leaving it for someone else to read. 
suppose. Um, but I spoke to lots of etiquette experts as well, and they felt that the texting from the bathroom was not an etiquette crime. It was a kind of a crime against hygiene, but not against good manners. Right. As long as you don't tell the other person where that you are in, when you're yes. texting. Yeah. <laughs> Though I know, well, this is a million years ago. I know someone who um, uh, w- was booked into a hotel and to his great surprise and delight found there was a, there was a phone in the toilet. And so then rang his wife with the opening <laughs> words of, guess where I am now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that was more the funny. novelty of it than, uh, than, than anything else. Yeah, because it would have been a novelty, but you yes. wouldn't even bother now. But you, you just kind of, it's just your dirty secret. And, yeah. and you know, it's everyone's dirty secret, maybe. Um, the thing, what's interesting, though, is how it, because it's, it's, it's rare now you'd see someone take or at least, you know, voice the offence. If uh, Particularly if there's a group of people and somebody picks up the phone, stares at it for a couple of minutes and yeah. puts it down again. That's become kind of normalised now. I think you're right, yeah. This is the thing that I find worrying because we as adults don't seem ready to draw the line on ourselves. And so I think maybe younger generations don't really either. Um, and it's probably harder for them because they've just grown up with all this technology so normalized mm-hmm. um so yeah i think you're right it's no longer remarkable is it even and the thing i don't like is if i'm watching tv with my family i kind of want to watch tv and maybe chat about it a bit but everyone's also sort of on their phone yeah, and you know those moments of just chat or casual intimacy you know that used to be part and parcel of of our daily life of how we relate to loved ones or friends and um, you know, that just kind of feels like it's slipping. Yeah. Now, it can be handy uh, uh, because you know, regularly there's a kind of, oh, God, what's she from? Uh, and then you can look up the cast and then, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. search where, where you've seen them before. So it can be useful for uh, those kinds of things. I know. Uh, yeah. But, I, yeah, but I, if true. you're watching something on the TV, how can you really genuinely concentrate on what's on the TV if you're also looking at another screen at the same time? Though Again, that seems to become, have become completely normal now. Yeah, I think it's about the kind of attention that we're ready to give to other people and to other things. And I guess our attention has just has so many demands on it and is attracted in so many different directions. It's really hard to give it wholeheartedly to one thing or one person or just your immediate physical surroundings even like you know how often do you walk down a road and someone bumps into you because they're kind of looking at their phone and not where they're going um i I mean because that is that's also fubbing you don't know them but you know they bump into you because they're on their phone okay is that technically fubbing rather than just you know not paying attention yeah oh okay so yeah i think it is because if they're looking at their phone Interestingly, I walked past someone the other day and he nearly bumped into me because he was reading a book. And I felt okay about that because yeah. it was such a novelty to see someone walking along reading a book. I almost wanted to say, well done. <laughs> yeah, unless, of course, he then walked off the pavement and got hit by a bus. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. a, a very, I wish I'd said something. <laughs> very literary way to go, though, uh, nonetheless. If you, if, is, I don't know if it's quite the same thing, but you know people who would be on public transport and decide then to have a bellowing conversation with somebody on the phone? Yeah. Is that a form of fubbing or just... Yes, it is. It is. Because the the etiquette experts explained it to me that you are then 
snubbing the people in your shared public space. You're not in a private space, so therefore you should be mindful of the other people who you're with who don't actually want to hear your conversation. Um, in fact, um, two of the etiquette experts, when I called them, asked to call me back because they were on a bus and they felt that taking any call on a bus was inappropriate unless it mm. was about what time they were going to arrive. Yeah. That's quite hardcore anti-fubbing, I think. Most people would feel okay taking a quiet call. Yeah, I, I, I don't like doing it, I must say, just because I don't want people knowing me business, <laughs> uh, really. Uh, they'd be kind of yeah. leaning in, going, oh, what that's about. Uh, yeah, because the- sometimes those conversations are very interesting. Oh, yeah, totally. Yes, I totally put the bins out. Uh, um, I, no, I don't know where your keys <laughs> are, you know. People are dying to know all that kind of fascinating stuff. The thing is, though... Paula, is that it's it's it, we can't probably do much about it. Or am I being fatalistic here? In the sense that um, it, you know, it's it's people's uh, attention are is so grabbed by our devices now that it'd be hard to kind of limit it down again. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's right. Um, but I think we can do something. You know, we can all just um, be a little more self conscious, maybe about how we're using our phones, especially in kind of group situations or family situations or, or, you know, intimate partner situations, just to be that little bit mindful. And if you've got a twinge of guilt about something, then maybe don't do it. Yeah. And just see how that feels. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of suspect, though, that that's, you know, among grown-ups, that might be something we could be more mindful of. But if we're a young person... Yeah. They're all doing it to each other and they don't see any offence in it. Yeah, that is true. But maybe that's partly because we're doing it as adults. Um, I know it's hard because, yeah, like my daughter stresses about her Snapchat streak um, and things like that. And I think street maintenance is probably quite a big one for teenagers. Um, But I, I personally think it's worth giving it a go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and uh, yeah, I think I'm probably pretty okay. I don't actually like looking at it that much. I kind of resent, because it's mildly addictive, isn't it? So it kind of, I hate thinking that it might yeah. have a power. Uh, I have too many other things yeah. I'm addicted to as well, rather than. But I, I, yeah. I, would, I would wonder, though, that, like there's a generation there coming up who, who have completely normalized looking at their phone all the time. And then, you know. What baby? Where did I leave the baby? Kind of scenarios will be, you know, will be uh, developing in the yeah. future. Gosh. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure the worst of fubbing is yet to come. It, and in your book, it, it's about a woman and, and her partner is completely addicted to the phone. Is that the, the scenario? Yeah. Yeah. Does he say yeah, anything? So he doesn't speak. No, he doesn't speak in the whole novel apart from when they're having sex right at the start. He just manages to say, might be urgent. And that's all he gets to say, right? Um, okay. And does it? And, yeah. and so, does he feature as a character in the book, but not saying anything? He does. He's quite a big character, but he's always silent because he's always on his phone. But he does act. Um, you know, he does do things. He is a okay. busy character. Yeah. But I just, I, he's just totally on mute because that, that's an interesting. Um, because yeah. I, I, I wanted to explore what that would be like um, in a story. And and when you want him to communicate something, is he like doing it by mime or, or how does that work? No, I mean, there are interactions. Um, so there's, you know, there's action and interaction. 
but um, the character who's narrating the story, I think there is some um, some ambiguity around whether or not he is saying nothing, this this husband, or whether she's kind of silenced him. And in her telling of the story, she's just taken all his words from him as a sort of a punishment. Um, so he is there and she will capture his gestures or his facial expressions or what he's doing. And, um, and, but basically the phone, his phone, um, is like a, a character in the story and she regards it as the third party in a, in a kind of a love triangle. It's, it's like, it's not like he's using the phone to have an affair. It's like the phone is the affair. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most insulting thing of all, uh, really. <laughs> Paula, thanks, yeah, a million for, <laughs> thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Paula Kokoza there. Uh, she's a, a journalist for The Guardian and author of the novel, as you just heard there, uh, uh, Speak to Me. Uh, a few comments on that. Teenagers are the worst, says a texter for this. Uh, when I'm on the bus or train, I'm always amazed at how groups of them barely look at each other because all their chat is conducted with their head buried in their phones. They are so rude to each other in this regard. Yeah, at the same time, though, you know, they talk and and they have friends, so there must be some way that they're still managing to maintain those kinds of uh, relationships. Uh, Someone else says, I absolutely hate it when people pick up their phones during lunch or dinner, especially when there's only two of us there. It's so awkward. And what else am I supposed to think except I've bored the other person? Uh, yeah, or even if they, as Paula was saying, that if they put it on the dinner table and there's only two of you, it's almost like you better dance, monkey boy, or I'm picking up this phone and then, you know, you're gone. Uh, J- uh, Sean, geez, I've just slapped my phone on the table in disgust thinking about what might be on it. Uh, 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 vomiting emoji goes with that, but they've actually written it out. But apparently, yeah, that's what they found. Now, tiny, minuscule, micro by, you know, blah, blah, yeah, um. Uh, traces of it but you know number two is there let's put it that way I was only thinking the other day about how we used to leave the house or workplace and be uncontactable for hours at a time imagine how it would feel today to be totally in the moment on a walk or out for dinner or gone to the supermarket without being interrupted by anyone except in the vicinity Uh, yes lovely but I suppose the kind of unfortunate corollary for that is if anyone who likes you or loves you or cares about your welfare they try to contact you and they can't get through. Then by the time you get home again, they're completely freaking out because, you know, they thought you were dead uh, because you didn't answer your phone. Uh, it's, yeah. My boss walked past me in the little boy's room on a call, proceeded to enter a cubicle while chatting away. Then, then I heard plop, plop, plop as he continued to chat. That to me is going too far, says Stephen. I think we can all agree that is going too far. But at the same, yeah. Like, you see, I know she was talking about people might sit down on the loo and and look at their phone, but it's not an uncommon thing if you're in a boy's loo is that someone's standing at a urinal with a phone in one hand and, you know, their business in the other, uh, so to speak. So, ooh. Uh, I was uh, uh, pouring a side... I was... Right, you were pouring the concrete. I was pouring a sidewalk in New York one day and a young man was so lost in his phone he walked into the wet concrete. Uh, someone else says, I was on a bus the other day. A young guy was on a loudspeaker to his girlfriend. So I turned to him and said, can you turn that up, please, so I can hear better? He said, I shouldn't be listening to his call. I said, how can I not? Well, indeed. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.